Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 103 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. Trev is going to be coming in hot. He's going to, he's in fact so hot. So hot. The man literally heard me say his name and he now he's, he's, uh, he's backstage. <laughs> uh waiting for us so perfect timing trev so trev is here on episode 103 and it's the season end gentlemen there is no more washington commanders football to play in the 2022-2023 season we've got to wait we've got 16 episodes not including this one or including this one (laughs) to get to the draft just the draft just the draft but hey that's 16 weeks of a lot of content because this team never fails to disappoint. In fact, we got lots to talk about this episode. We will be giving our season awards away in the cooldown. So get ready for your MVP, your least valuable player, who, uh, what was your favorite moment, all that good stuff coming up in the cooldown. During the game, we are going to talk about Scott Turner finally leaving scotty's gotta go and scotty is gone so scott turner's gone who are we going to replace him with what are we going to do with that we'll talk a little bit in the warm-up about the presser and uh, that two-to-one comment that i'm hearing uh in Mm -hmm. the comment section right now as well the two-to-one run to pass ratio but we're going to start off just touching a little bit these two here were not here for the day after reckoning so I want to give them a chance to tell us about what their final thoughts were on that Dallas game. And since Trev came in last, we're going to give him first tips here. Okay. No cool. warm up, sir. You can warm it up right now. All right. Word. My thoughts on the game last on Sunday. thought it was brilliant. thought it was one of the most put together games we've had all season. And we were shorthanded. We weren't even at full capacity, at full strength with our squad. And we played against Dallas's full strength and squad. Yeah, we were eight, eight, and one. We saw flashes of this during the season. We beat Philly, the Packers. You know, we saw flashes of this when we lost too, as well. No matter who was up under center, um, I thought Sam Howell did great. The kid never looked nervous. I think his worst mistake was probably the interception in the end zone, and maybe another one that I'm forgetting. But other than that, the two drops were not on him. They're on the receivers. Other than that, he showed poise. He showed confidence. Like, he was comfortable. I could barely even get that kid to smile after, like, he did, like, something great. He was just like, all right, cool. Let's just keep going. Like, you like to see that from your rookie quarterback. But I'm um, just imagine what we could have done. And we still left points out there on the field. We did. But just imagine what we could have done when we had Jonathan Allen, Cam <laughs> Curl, St. Juiced. You know, if we were at full strength on both sides of the ball, just imagine what our season could have been like all year. But it's nice to see – I know it's so cliche and everyone wants to hear it, but it's nice to see what that you have something to literally build on for next year. No matter the, the owners, coach, as far as players and stuff, you can see like, okay, he can play this spot or he can play that spot or he can do this, he can do that. So it was nice to see that we're capable of being a, a complimentary football team. But we just got to get yeah. the right minds in here. Stoner, they cost mm. themselves two spots in the draft. I know that doesn't matter to you. Two spots? Two spots from doesn't 14 matter. to 16. Stoner, what do you what did you think about Washington walloping? You, you, you kind of were like, yeah, we gave up a lot of points. It definitely felt like it should have been a 40 to 6 game. Sure. Uh, it ended up being 26 to 6, beating that division rival. What did it mean to you? And, and how did that feel? 
Yeah, it's a big deal. First of all, I can't believe we got to wait another all that anticipation for the season, all the buildup and everything. Poof, it's gone. Gone by so fast. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that was the last game last week and that we're not in the playoffs. And at seven and five, all you had to do is win two games (laughs) out of the last five and you'd be in the playoffs. You can only imagine, or you could only uh, get one. So that part really stinks that we've got to wait another seven months, eight months before a meaningful football game. God, that that part sucks. But you're right, Trev. That game, I can't imagine rooting for my team to lose against a a hated rival at home when they have something to play for and you're kind of helping them um, blow blow up their spot, what Mm -hmm. they're trying to do, and, and you're responsible for that. And you have this rookie quarterback go in there and do what he did. And we always talk about whenever they win, on a Sunday, it sets the tone for your whole week, and it makes you feel really good that whole week. You wake up Monday morning and you feel good. Well, now we wake up every morning for the next eight months feeling pretty good because we won that last game. And that's Mm -hmm. what sports is all about. That's what following and being a fan of this team is all about. It's feeling good because those guys that you root for played well and beat your rival at home when they had something to play for. Exactly. It's kind of like what Detroit did to Green Bay. They had Man. nothing to play for. Yeah, just you had Detroit players crying afterwards. I was going to say, running around giving high fives at the stands. Like. Their whole season was made. Their whole off season. Everything is great for them now. And they had nothing to play for. And kind of the same for Washington. Nothing to play for except ruining it for them. So it was a great uh, feeling coming off of a win going into the offseason sets the tone for the offseason i know could you it's just going to be one of those things when when dallas loses to tampa bay and they Which end their, to, but okay. they yes, end yeah. their season on on those two losses mm-hmm. they're just going to look they're going to be dallas fans are going to be so miserable mm-hmm. up until after the draft and then they're going to be like we didn't boys it's our season and blah 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 <laughs> right. but up until that point they're going to they're going to want the coaches fired they're going to want all this stuff that a team that went to the playoffs shouldn't necessarily want they should they should be happy headed into the playoffs and they're miserable right now and it, oh, yeah. and when they lose to 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 Tampa Bay, they're going to be even even more in, more miserable. And and I am appropriately wearing mm. our keep that same energy. Shirt I'm gonna put that one on too because it it is just kind of one of those things to be happy when your team wins. Mm-hmm. Now, let's nitpick a little bit here. Okay, okay, I love it. What did you think about Sam Howe? In a game that you kind of want to see him, it's really a preseason game because uh, nothing's on the line for you outside of upsetting your uh, division rivals there. He only gets 19 pass attempts. Yeah. yeah. What What are your thoughts on, on the play calling Stoner? Well, I, don't, I, I didn't really want him. I understand what people are saying. You want to see him basically throw every play, right? But I wanted to have him managed so that he – he has that confidence going into the offseason. If he went out there and threw the ball 38 times and ends up throwing three picks because he's just constantly throwing and they're figuring it out, okay, he's going to constantly throw. And then he, and as the game progresses, you know, things start falling apart. And then he doesn't have a good feeling going into the offseason. He loses a little bit of that confidence, but he feels good about what he did out there. 
And I feel good about what he did out there. I have, I, I've turned a corner on Sam Howell. I have not turned the corner to Sam Howell Drive. I have turned a corner. And he gave me a little bit of hope. But I'm not ready to anoint him the starter and build around him and all that other stuff. No, I'm not there. And I probably won't be because there's nothing that that can be um, not off of 19 bass. Yeah, there's there's yeah. nothing that that I can look at and that's going to happen this offseason for me to be able to say I'm OK with Sam Howell as the starter for next year. I'm not. But I turned mm. a corner because <laughs> he didn't embarrass himself. So I was happy that they managed him and didn't let him go out there and just sling it and have a lot of different issues. Managed him properly, didn't let him throw too much, ran the ball, won the game. Mm-hmm. That was the most important part. How about you, Trev? That play calling, only 19 passes, definitely there in the fourth quarter. Instead of running up the score or seeing what you you can potentially do with this rookie quarterback, both teams were content and running it out. Dallas gave up. They The white flag came in. What about ten minutes left in the fourth quarter? I think you still had Dak out there, uh, but five minutes left. They put in uh, Cooper Rush, but even that last Dak drive was kind of a uh, we want to get out of here. Yeah, um, I'm just going to piggyback what Stunner says. At the time, you were caught up in the hype. Yeah, get, let's somehow rip it downfield, like bombs all day, bombs all day, bombs all day. But after you you got settled in, and after the game a little bit, you kind of like, yeah, I'm glad he only passed. 19 attempts because you know it's his first game you want to get settled in you want to manage it and at the end of the day what quarterback performance are we talking about from that game Dax why Mm -hmm. he was 14 for what 37 god awful yeah a pick and you know his low QBR that's what we're talking about today and he is a veteran in the game nobody's Mm -hmm. talking about Sam Howell's stats what are they talking about he won the game his poise his calmness he the you know, he chose to run at the appropriate times. He executed RPOs when they were called for him the correct way. He scored off of one of them. So, like, that's and that's the that's the difference. What quarterback are you talking about after the game? Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. So, and like you said, Stoner, we didn't want him to go out there and throw 35, 40 passes and throw three picks, and then you'll be calling for he's not the guy, trade him, practice squad. You know how this fan base is. So that's what you would hear. What he did. Gets you in the conversation of well, let's just see what the what the kid can do in the off season, how well he treats the off season program, how he attacks it, you know, with the idea of maybe being QB one. So I was uh, I was satisfied. I, I guess I'm in the, in the minority here on Ref the District. Eighteen of those nineteen passes made me want to see eighteen more passes. <laughs> like there, there was there, there was only the one pass that was was bad and that was that interception and triple coverage. But yeah. outside of that, those 18 passes, whether or not they were throwaways or the two drops that that you mentioned, Trev, they made me want to see more from him. I'm with you, Stoner. I'm not ready to crown him QB one, uh, but he I definitely am. has earned himself the the right to to a QB competition mm-hmm. depending on who they bring in because that mm-hmm. part is going to be important. We're going to have lots of that content coming up here on the channel. We're currently in the warm-up. The warm-up is brought to you by Sky Bar. Make sure you head out to Lexington, Virginia, or if you find yourself in the area, head out to Sky Bar. They're open on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Mondays. So you can check them out. Check our man Trev out and mention Ref the District in your first drink 
is on us. So make yeah. sure you get out there and take advantage of that. Pacer, or sorry, not Pacers running with Skybar sponsoring the warmup. Of course, we also love seeing everybody here in chat. We got Yam, Tommy T, Doug. We got Gus Bus. We got Alcatone EP in the house. EP Allison in here joining us as well. Thank you, Allison. First string podcast. Make sure you head out to this channel here, First String. Great group of guys. Love them, dudes. Good content out there. And uh, and you'll actually hear the front runner there, front man of First String Podcast. He gets on the, the local radio channels here as well every now and then. So make sure you mm-hmm. head out there and uh, support those guys. Great group of guys. Uh, let's see. Who else do we got out here? We got Mike G, Corey Lott, Gregory uh there's so many more i appreciate everybody getting there john armstrong what up happy to have you here redskin 007 appreciate you jumping in the chat make sure you hit that like button for us and for the others that haven't yet commented make sure you subscribe to the channel we appreciate all that support super chats always open and uh you know we appreciate that support here mike lee just got here just in time mike as we shift the conversation from what happened on Sunday to what happened on Monday with the the press conference between or with Ron Rivera and, and, uh, and Mayhew, Marty Mayhew. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in the comment section right now talking about the running the ball two to one passing ratio. Trev, do you think Washington, that's a yes or no question here. So I'm going to try to change it up anymore uh, a little bit. Is this an old school mindset or is this a is this just what their identity needs to be to win football games under Ron Rivera? It could be perceived as both. Um and I have for my reasons is one, when everybody here is run the ball two to one and who our staff is Ron Rivera, they're gonna think old school, ground and ground and pound, ground and pound, ground and pound. But then JP Finley was on Let Maul Tell It's podcast and he said the the Rams Super Bowl offense was a run was a run first offense. The Niners with all the motions and trickery, they're a run first offense. And I'm thinking, yeah, just because he said two to one doesn't mean we're gonna line up in the power eye every time and just That's plunge right. ahead. You can decide you can run it all kinds of ways. Wildcat, sweep, jet sweeps, reverses, options, direct, you know, direct snaps, all kinds of different things you can do to run. So I mean, it is what it is. I don't. I don't like the fact that our GM is telling what, everybody what our offensive plan is going to do. I, I have a problem with that. I mean, I know he's the GM, but I think you should maybe talk to the coach or whatever offensive coordinators and decide what it is, and then play on accordingly within the, within your role. But for him to get up there and say we want to be two to one, I just don't like that because it's like, all right, well now you're putting a a, a demographic on the people you want to come fit this offense already before even free even starts. The draft even starts. You're already putting a mold out there that want to fit instead of just saying, you know, this is kind of what we want to do. I don't know. It's just different. But to answer the real question, it can either be old school or it can be creative. Just depends on who comes in and executes the two to one ratio they're talking about. Yeah, I think the GM weighing in on it, it, it signals where the the as far as what players he's going to be looking for yeah. it, it, it's where it's going to go. And so that aspect is is pretty interesting, especially as one of the things they continuously talked about these last few weeks was they're back in the QB search market. And Stoner, this is something you touched on uh, through our channel, our Twitter, is 
normally we just ignore what they say during these pressers because they're, yes. they're, it's all just kind of whatever, right? There might right, be a right. good soundbite in there and there's going to be a soundbite we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But for the most part, it's it's nothing. But this one, you wanted to hone in on. Why is that specifically, especially in regards to that QB search? So, so are you talking... Are we still talking the two to one ratio? Two to one, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you were like, this is this is one you listen to, is what you said on yeah. our Twitter channels. Like, you know, ignore ignore it, most of it, but this is the one you have to listen to. And then you kind of led into what that meant for a QB. So I just want yeah. you to expand on that here for us. Well, if you are going to if you are going to place that that um, stat, if you are going to say we are going to be a two to one offense running offense then you don't need to go out and spend $28 million on a quarterback. So that part is what doesn't mesh, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need a quarterback, a drop-back, old-school-type quarterback like Carson Wentz if your philosophy is to run the ball all the time or twice as much as you throw it. But you're right in what Trev said is that you don't have to just line up in an I formation and run the ball. Or you, you know what I mean? You have to be creative with that running. Bubble screen is a pass, but it's really a run. It's just mm-hmm. trying to get it to your receiver in space. It's behind the line of scrimmage. So mm-hmm. that's that's not really a run, but it's a, it's essentially a run. And just mm-hmm. plays like that when a guy comes across and you toss it to him in front of you, that's a pass, mm-hmm. right? If he drops it, it's incomplete. Yeah. But that's a run, right? So it's things like that that you have to do to keep the defense – from just sitting back there and double covering your weapons. <laughs> so you have to you have to get personnel in place there. Taylor Heineke can run a 2 to 1 offense. Okay? Sam Howell can run a 2 to 1 offense. So you don't need a Carson Wentz mm-hmm. at 28 million dollars to run. So that's where it doesn't jive with what they're saying and what they're doing and that's why I had a problem with that. But some of the stuff they say in those press conferences, they're just a bunch of mumbo jumbo because somebody asked a specific yeah. question. Plot fillers. I mean, they asked about uh, uh, they asked about what's it, Scott Turner, and they gave a very generic answer. And then two hours later, job. they announced they can. <laughs> right, so they, they're just kind of talking because they have to, and people get mad. They say, "Why did? Why is he even talking about that?" Well, he was asked a question, so he's got to answer it somehow. But in that particular case, I everybody know. The biggest thing out there right now is this whole run the damn ball, right? Mm-hmm. Charles yeah. Leno is 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 all over social media with these hats and everything about run the damn ball or run the mm-hmm. ball. I don't think it says damn on there. We've it talked does. about it all it year. It says damn. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to run the ball, right? Because that's what opens up your offense. Mm-hmm. And there are very few quarterbacks in this league who can throw passes to set up your run. There's very few you of can't. them. And yeah. it's we don't have that here, and most teams don't have that. Tom Brady has how many rings because of play action? Right, right, exactly. It. Because they Everybody. ran the ball quite a bit. They Man, that has stud running backs, but they ran the ball. Patrick Patrick Mahomes throws to set up the run, okay? Yeah. Because that's the special talent that he is. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit different. But not many teams have that sort of player that can just sling it all over the place, and no matter what you do. He's going to figure it out. So yeah. just just match up the personnel with what you're saying is your philosophy. 
Okay. But in the beginning of the year, what were they doing? They were throwing the ball 45 times mm-hmm. and don't give me this. Brian Robinson was hurt and wasn't playing. <laughs> if your philosophy is to run the ball, then run the ball. Yeah. Don't say your philosophy is to run the ball and then throw it 45 times. Yeah. I think that I saw the breakdown and they were, it was, it was not 60, 40 pass, but it, it was, it did lean more towards the pass than the run. So if you're, if you're a run the ball two to one ratio, you failed miserably at that during the season. So I do think that they, they, and we, we had some comments here. It's a, it's not a, literal two to one, right? but right, it right. is, it is the mentality of, we want to run the ball. We want this, this. And I think, honestly, I think they went out there and they got Carson Wentz because they saw him successful in Indianapolis where it was more of a run first offense. They were going through Jonathan Taylor and, you know, mm-hmm. he had a winning season, not a, a, not a successful season in the sense that they made it to the playoffs, but a winning season at least. And that's why they they traded to see if he that he would fit in their particular offense. It didn't quite work out, but it is it is interesting to it will be interesting to see where they go for a QB with this kind of comment there to see if if you know as as Gregory mentioned so good then we don't need an overpriced QB or to give up the farm for one. If you're gonna if you say that this is the kind of offense you want to run that you're good with a game manager and not necessarily a game breaker, mm-hmm. then well, you don't have to give up anymore. Well, they can, they can say that, but let's, let's not get kind of carried away in this whole thing. When it comes down to it, you need that game breaker quarterback. If you want to go further into the playoffs, if you look at the playoffs teams, yes, there are some outliers like San Francisco, Okay, with the third string quarterback out there. But by and large, every one of those teams has a franchise quarterback that you need in order to win these games. And that's how they are going to win these games. Okay, they're not going to win by running the ball 40 times and throwing it 20. That's not how it's going to work in the playoffs. That can get you there, but, and it might once or twice mm-hmm. in the, or might once in the playoffs, but you have to be able to have that quarterback that when a team shuts you down running the ball, that he has to make up for that. And that's what you're going to see in the playoffs. All right. But so we have Charles- six stoner. We have six games mm-hmm. going this wild, super wild card weekend. Love it. How many of those games will feature a team with more rushing attempts than passing attempts? Is San Francisco playing this weekend? Yes. <laughs> okay. One. Okay, San Francisco might might have more rushes uh, than throwing the ball, but everyone else is probably going to end up throwing the ball more than they're running. Maybe maybe a Baltimore. Okay, because oh, they they're going to have to run. They don't have a quarterback, right? They may be on their third string quarterback as well, but they're in trouble if Lamar is not playing. He's uh, not playing. Yeah, they're going to lose. They're definitely going to lose that game. Two is not playing. They're starting a third stringer, maybe. Maybe Bridgewater's playing. Who knows? No, he's not. Skyler's but they're not. They're, you're only going to see probably one team that's going to run the ball more than they're going to throw it, and that's San Francisco because they're very good at it. Okay, they've been built that way, and that's probably it. You're just going to see guys throwing the ball. That's yeah. that's how you win this time of year because ah, the, yeah, sure. the team on the other side is a good team now. 
It's mm-hmm. not you're not playing Houston. You're not playing Chicago. You're mm-hmm. not playing these bad teams now to where you can just run the ball and not worry about it. There's that team on the other side is going to score some points. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're going to need to overcome that. And you do that with a better quarterback. All right. Allison's asking the important question here. Dollar dollar. You're good with putting it at one game out of the six. I I, I probably want to look at it real closely. Cause I haven't looked at it. No, I'm putting closely. you on the spot right now. Yeah. But if you're, if I'm just putting you, <laughs> putting me on the spot right now, Come on, maybe Stoner. Seattle. So Seattle's the one game they're playing San Fran, right? So yeah. if if you're asking me teams or if you're asking me games, games, how many out of the six will feature a a a team? So there's 12 teams, obviously, but all all we need is one team out of those you know uh, out of those games to run more than they'll pass. Yeah, I, I might I might go with two. I mean, you might two? see you might see the Giants run the ball more. What if I put it at one and a half, the over under? Because I got you can't. I don't want any ties put here. It, put it at two and a half, and I'll go under. <laughs> Trav, would you take the over? No, I'm not touching this. I think it's going to be it's going to be two games. As 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 would be my guess, yeah. which is why I would I I I there's no way it's just going to be one stoner. Is is the big thing. So, but yeah. we'll but see the, how the it all breaks is, down. Yeah. The point, point is, is, you need a pass. You to need win. a quarterback. You can't can you overcome yeah, that. You can't you can't sit there necessarily, and there you do, Trev. So, Trev, where, where Trev, do you not? Where do you look? Not? Look at Tennessee, and you can go no further, right? Jimmy G led they, the 49ers to the Super that's Bowl right. without. That's passing. 49ers. That's the yeah, one okay. team that's, that I'm saying that's the one is the team that he's going to stay. It can be but done, I, though. Is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, and yes, I think Jimmy G is probably better than Ryan Tannehill, but. You you have Derrick Henry, who is one of the best backs of all time, and mm-hmm. Tennessee can't make it to the Super Bowl with Tannehill with this yeah. whole run the ball two to one time. So huh. this is what we're saying for as far as the commanders is having this mentality of mm-hmm. two to one is is fine to get us to the playoffs, but you need to have a QB to win, and that's where Stoner is at with this. Yeah, you do. But it's going to be a long time before we win. It's been a long time since we made it to the postseason. So baby steps. Let's just get to the postseason and go from there. You can do it if you have the weapons around your quarterback to be able to do it. Like like yeah. you said, in Tennessee, King Henry, yeah. But when it's time for play action, he ain't got nobody to throw the ball to because he has no right. receivers and he's not that kind of quarterback. They had A.J. Brown. Exactly. Look what happened. Well, and then they, they got, got to <laughs> – Deeper. They, got, yeah, they no, had no, Julio one, Jones. They had one seeds. Yeah, there were one seeds and two seeds. So they were yeah. making the postseason. Exactly. But when you don't have weapons around to do the two to one, it's going to be three to one, maybe even four. And that's what the Titans kind of resorted down to this past five, seven game losing streak they had because they didn't have a quarterback or Derrick Henry. And by, oh. and by the way, I want to reiterate. It's gonna it's gonna trigger everybody on here, but Dallas is beating Tampa this week. No, they're not, dude. They're you, not. you got you got Gregory with you. That one's that one's still a heated battle going on in the comment section. Uh, here we are talking about the playoffs, and Washington didn't even make it. Washington <laughs> did the near impossible and went five hundred in a seventeen game season. Um, Ron Rivera's comments on that particular kind of development yeah. and where this team is is saying you know wins losses aren't aren't really uh aren't really the end all be all of the growth that we've seen in this team 
Trev, what growth have you seen this season to say that Ron Rivera is progressing in his uh, in his coaching and this team's progressing on their way to potentially becoming Super Bowl contenders? To be honest, and it might not even count, it might just be the coordinator, but <laughs> Ron brought him in. Our defense has been like top 10 defense past two out of three years. He's been there. I will say that. I mean, normally we're used to seeing our defense getting pummeled, you know, in third downs. We were just on the field all the time. The past two, two out of three years, our defense has stepped up. I don't know if it's JDR or Ron as a whole, but it's, it's under his belt. So that's a little bit of growth. And then the most obvious is we won one more game, <laughs> lost a less of uh, one fewer game, and then have a tie. Other than that, don't sugarcoat it. Come on, Trev. Nothing. That's a bunch of BS. Nothing. I said other than that, nothing. Other than that, nothing. Nothing. This other is than a, that, nothing. This is a results-driven oh, business. Culture and culture. culture. I mean, he got rid of the ping. He got rid of the ping pong tables. Everybody conducts yeah. interviews the great way. The culture is like better than what it was in previous. So that and that's absolutely. Not the, you know, I will agree. With that. Product on the field. If we're talking on the field, nothing, <laughs> nothing. You and you and you guys may not have seen this tweet, but I did just a little bit of research today. That there is one team, one team out of thirty-two teams. Are there thirty-two teams, or are there th- out of thirty-two teams? I always get it uh, mixed up. One team that has a coach that has three consecutive years of five hundred or less. And that's Washington. Okay. That a baby? Three, listen, there are three teams that have had two straight. Okay. There are two that have two straight 500 or worse seasons. That's Cleveland with Stefanski. Hey. That's the Jets with Robert Sala. Already? Sala, however you say it, right? Yeah. And I already forgot the third team. Us. No, there's, there's one, another one. Okay, right. so, I'm, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up the tweet for you here. Let me bring you. it over. So, here so but there's three teams. Oh, it's the Falcons with Arthur Smith. Okay. Okay. Tell me this. Yeah. If e- any of those three teams next year don't go better than 500, do you think any of those three coaches are still going to be there? No. Of course not. Heck you no. have. And then if you look at teams like, like the um the teams right here in our own division, the Eagles. Okay. Mm -hmm. With the second year coach and what he's done in those two years, the giants and what they've done in their year one, the Cowboys like it or not in the last, in the three years that McCarthy has been there, the last two, they've won 12 games both years. If you look at all these teams with, with the Packers and with, um, with Cincinnati and their new coach, Okay, it doesn't take four freaking years to turn around a team. You know what? You know what it takes, and all those four teams have something that we don't have: a quarterback, good ownership, maybe Philadelphia. Howie Laurie, was that his name? Howie Laurie or whatever Roseman, Jeffrey whatever Laurie. it is. Jeffrey Laurie. Roseman's the- what did he do? What did he do? He went and got AJ Brown. He drafted Devontae Smith. He drafted mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. He got Indomitian Sue. He got Robert Quinn. He got 
Jordan mm-hmm. Davis from Georgia. He got hurt, but that outstanding rookie. Mm-hmm. He got Nicobe Dean in the draft. You got Darius Slay. Darius Slay. Uh, who's that other guy they took from New Orleans for peanuts? The other DB. Charles Gardner Johnson. Yeah. So right, the Packers. Right. I mean, I wouldn't put that on the owner. Like, I would put that on the GM. The GM. Okay. Well, front office. How about that? We we'll put it on the front office. Yeah. All those successful Joe Burrow, the Bengals. You went and got a young coach in Zach Taylor who was on the hot seat, but then you went and got a quarterback, and you allowed the quarterback to pick his receiver, and then you went in free agency with some other studs like. Front offices, right, are the reason why these teams are successful, and we don't have a successful front office. We haven't had a consistent one, and it's, it hasn't been successful. Well, and, and that and that's fair, and I totally, totally. We had so many ch- chances to improve this team, and we go get John Bostic, we go get Brian Johnson, we go get Joey Sly, we go get Reggie Bonafone, like we go get players that Ron has coached. Or has been. We go get Thomas Davis to try to revive his career here because he was great in Carolina. Frank Turner, Andrew Frank Turner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't do anything. And I think that has to do with front office, not just Ron Rivera, but also front office. Yeah. And then if you give your head coach front office moves and he doesn't do accordingly, what's that tell you? Stop and, being scared. And, and that's right. And, and Gus Bus has a great point here. Everybody, everybody on the planet. Mm-hmm. said that the Bengals were going to take uh, Sewell, the offensive tackle, because Joe Burrow was just pummeled his first yeah. year and yep. blew out his ACL because uh, Chase Young, I think, and a couple guys hit him so yeah. hard and blew out his I knee, mean, right? Was- and everybody in the world said that they were going to go get a tackle, a left tackle to protect him. No, they said, we're going to go get another playmaker. Mm-hmm. And they took Jamar Chase yep. over Sewell. And when they went to the Super Bowl, yeah. now, he still got sacked a billion times. But yeah, because specifically, specifically the in the Super Bowl, he had a wide open Jamar Chase, but he yeah. didn't have the time to throw to. Yeah. So as then, what they done? Says, we need to upgrade our next year. What they do? They went and got veteran or you know lineman out of free agency, Alex Kappa, right. this and that, blah blah blah. blah. And they're so, right back, to, and they're right, right back, back there as a favorite season. in the mm-hmm. playoffs to make it back to the Super Bowl. Possibly they got yeah. a gauntlet to get through, but yeah. So yeah, it's front office decisions that they're doing, and I are we moving on to the Scott Turner thing yet? Or are we waiting for the game? We're waiting. That's for the game. That's for the game. We'll, we'll get there. This is still the eight, eight and one part here. I'm going to read off E's comment here. E okay. says uh, we still have better personnel than the Eagles, other than QB, and Ron makes all the decisions. That is a bold yep. statement, E. I might need to take off the burgundy and gold glasses. I think I said that before we played the Eagles in that second game is that I would put our weapons other than quarterback up against theirs any day. I would take no. ours over theirs any day. I'm sorry. I, I love Terry McLaurin, but AJ Brown is beasting Terry McLaurin. I'm sorry. I love Terry. I think I they're, you, I think they're, they're, a they're and, pretty equal, you know, a one and one a, you know, and they're, they're uh, second receivers, uh, Devonte Smith and, and Jahan Dotson, 1A and 1B. They're, they're the same guy pretty much. Um, and then their third guy and our third guy, Quez Watkins and, and Curtis, Curtis Samuel, Samuel, 1A yeah. and 1B. Our All running right. backs, Robinson and Gibson. Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders and, and, Gainwell. and Scott and Gainwell. 1As and 1Bs. They got a better tight end. Tight end. <laughs> and they Jeez. got a better quarterback, and that makes all the difference. And better right, secondary. 
Yeah, but I'm just talking about weapons. So and and that's what uh, that's what the comment was as well from uh, Elian. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, any any lasting comments on Ron's eight eight and one? You know, the wins don't judge him by the wins. By the way, in the the preseason, and and this kind of goes to our point of you ignore what they say during these pressers. And the preseason or just before the preseason says, you know, you're going to judge me by the wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Kind of reversed that this time. You don't judge them by just wins and losses. You judge them by everything. If I have to say there was kind of one positive, and, and I would say that it kind of showed some growth, this is now the second year in a row we've seen them sign a key player that they drafted. Okay. Right? They they, they signed Terry McLaurin in the offseason – yeah. And was it this off season as well? That was Jonathan Allen, or was that the season before? No, the season before. before. Allen and season before. And yeah, Logan were yeah. the year before. And so by the way, back to back years, a player that they drafted. No, that's no, a, player they did not draft. They did not draft McLaurin. They did not draft Jonathan yes, Allen. You did. No, oh, no, that's, no, no that's a franchise oh. that the oh, fran- yeah. what I'm saying oh. that was drafted okay. here by Washington. Okay. How's I mean, that? this regime did not that a, that a, that a homegrown talent yeah, that though. they kept here in Washington. Is that fair yeah. enough for you, Stone? Yes. I think that's <laughs> continued growth. This is we see to like Brandon Sheriff walked away. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people are telling us how many people told us that Brandon Sheriff is not going to be missed here in I DC. Kinda, I kind of said you were one of them, yeah, Trev. Because Stoner it was never adorable. It's funny how he goes to Jacksonville and adorable. It's funny how he goes to Jacksonville. He can play all season, but here he couldn't play a whole daggone season. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that's that that's fair, but you got to keep players like that. That was on our off season priority list. That was top three of our off season priority list last year. That uh, that was before Trev came on board with us. That Nathan and I had. We said off season priority: sign Brandon Sheriff. Okay, because guards like that are just not floating around out there. And no, he's are. not a world beater, okay, but he well, is but he's better than Trey Turner. It. Well, yeah, and we obviously know that, but uh, but he was good when he was healthy, but he was unhealthy a lot in Washington. That's a fair he, statement. He was that's a fair statement. He never played a whole season. I know yeah. offensive linemen, you know, are more likely to get hurt than any other player, but other than Charles Leno. Yeah. He's got 127 straight yeah. starts, something like that. That's insane. So, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. I, yeah, I I get it. It's kind of like what we're what we're talking about with Deron Payne, and it's not yeah. injuries, but it's yeah, you want to keep him, but are you willing to pay 20 plus million dollars a year for him? And, 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 this, and, and Tommy get. T here is is in the majority. No, thank you is what he says. No, not a lot of people wanted to pay it, and because you don't want you didn't want to pay it, you get. Andrew Norwell, you get Trey Turner. Yeah, that's and right. You get you get you get guards that just can't hold their own. And, and then also we can't sign Terry. We can't sign, you know, if we spend yeah, money you're on right. guard. You might not have guard. gone out and got Carson Wentz. You probably don't good. go out and get Carson Wentz or <laughs> yeah. you get Carson Wentz and you restructure his contract. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be yeah, for good with term, the former. Right? Yeah, I'd, I'd be good with the former. We all know I wasn't good with the latter. So I said the best part of that deal was you get to cut ties with them. He's already posted his thank you message. Uh, I haven't seen one from Scott Turner, and that's exactly what we're going to be going to <laughs> next. Stoner, Stoner mentioned it uh, earlier. 
during this press conference, they're they're like, we he did his job. We're going to evaluate it, and then it was kind of reminiscent of Taylor Heineke is going to start the final game. To three hours later, nope, it's we're going to go with the rookie. And this time it was, yeah, he did his job. Three hours later, he's fired. And that's what we're going to be talking about right here as we get to the game. The game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. 